This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Dark Jack with episode 695 of the Seth Hollow News. Joined on the call by Jason Urban Jedi and I believe Randy will be in here. Um... Maybe some more people. I know we've got escalation uh, matches to talk about. Looks like they're going to be going into like the second round of the escalation tournament. And then, uh, you know, we had started in the last couple episodes some discussions about uh, balance committee topics and then also possible maps or different maps that were kind of people were cons- we were thinking about or were being looked at for the next year and then this last uh, Wednesday we had the finale for the um, the Ahsoka show so that's something else we could talk about um, I don't know did you get um, did you get to, to uh, yeah catch up I got okay. I got all caught I got all caught up Oh, nice. Okay. So I watched the. So yeah, I'm ready to ready to talk about Ahsoka. Right on. I I uh, kind of envious of you. I I think it's probably probably kind of nice getting to watch some episodes like you know a little close instead of having to wait a whole week, you know, to see the next episode. Yeah. So. Um. It's probably a little bit of a different kind of a viewing experience um, but, yeah uh, it was it was kind of cool yeah so you had to like watch like what like three or four episodes kind of to catch yeah. up yeah i got to i watched um i watched the episode with uh where ahsoka um goes to the spirit world and, and hangs out with anakin Okay. And then there was mm-hmm. kind of the episodes after that where they're trying to kind of race to to escape the galaxy and then get get back home from the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm glad you got caught back up. Um so we wanna do we wanna start off with some uh escalation tournament kind of information or recapping? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely um, start off with the escalation tournament and recap that. I was trying to find the results from the 100 points. Ah, here we go. So I think, um, yeah, the only thing we had talked about last week was that Trevor beat Trevor at 100. And then it looks like. Uh, Rye defeated Cadis. Um, Reed at zero. Cadis was running Malik and Sandin. Uh, Spry was running Sincera and R2. 
that kind of makes sense. Is you know, at 100 points, that's kind of what you would expect. I think Cadiz's squad will get a bit stronger as uh, the escalation escalates. Yep, yep. Oh. And then we've got uh, Overlay beating Darth. Oh, Darth almost gets a point, but not quite. Uh, and it looks like uh, the the are the uh, Inquisitors with Leva kind of beat up on Ahsoka and, and Ezra and Alexander Callis. What else did we have? With oh Vader and Reva and Tarkin, so yeah, another one. Now that's probably kind of what I would guess going into it. Uh, and then we've got uh, Mel defeating. Nerd Slayer on Anchorhead, uh, 137. Let's see what happened. Somehow Satil destroyed the Holocron, Doombot and Mace are just running around hitting. Oh, okay, yeah, it was uh, Mace versus Zenzala. It was kind of designed, you know, to to beat Mace. Was it Mace uh, can't like, like can can't attack can't, he can't attack Vinzalo back, right? Uh you just can't create against Vinzalo. He doesn't get the create of the flurry or any of that stuff. Because uh at least I think that's Vinzalo I'm thinking of. Yeah, Vinzalo was stalwart, immune to enemy abilities and commander effects that trigger based on a critical hit. Nice. So, yeah, kind of one of those uh, almost perfect uh, perfect matchups. And it looks like Satil made just enough save. Perry saves to stay alive. Now we are on to 150. And let me go look at that really quick. It looks like one game had already reported in. Um, so it looks like uh, there is no try added an Imperial agent to his squad. This uh, here added Quinlan and Qui-Gon Force Spirit. So we got Zeb and Captain Rex Veteran for the Ahsoka Callus squad. 
tool. Looks like guessing Maul was the one added to Mando's squad. And it looks like we got the Ninth Sister and a Holocron added to the uh, Inquisitor squad. Vassal and T3 added to the Old Republic squad. And it looks like Cadus added uh, Darth Revan. And it looks like uh, Nerd Slayer added Goak to his squad. So go ahead. Old school uh, Goak and Mace going to be potentially pretty tough. Uh, all right, looks like a couple of games are uh, in. Looks like Micah B. Amando, 150 to 38. Let's see. Reva moves around and kills Savage. Maul can't quite kill Vader. Ninth Sister finishes off Maul and Chalzin zaps Vader to kill Kim. Uh, Reva kills Voltaka and the Ninth Sister and Chalzin damage each other. And then that's the, the 150. Uh, no. Who's running the Night Sisters in that? Uh, um, Mando. Oh, okay. Mando's running the Night Sisters. It looks and like it's Mando overlay. Oh, and two. You say yeah, it's overlay? Yeah, Mike is running the. Uh, yeah, he's running the. The Inquisitors. And then it looks. Yeah, like I think the Sprite. I think the Night Sisters. I'm sorry, the Night Sisters have to escalate. I, I don't think they're as strong early on, but go ahead. Okay. And then we've got Spry defeating Darth O. Uh, looks like Tim Sarah. Um, Big surprise, but yeah, Sinister kind of uh, goes for it and, and finishes it off. Looks like it was 187 to 128, so lots of uh, you know, just standing around having a big old lightsaber battle, which is always a fun thing to do. And then it looks like. Yeah. Trevor and Mal are going to play not until next Wednesday. It looks like they got a slight extension. Um, so it looks like their schedules were kind of uh, not able to work out very well. So it looks like they're going to get a little bit of an extension. Then we still got one more game. Uh, Nerd Slayer and Nerd Slayer running Mace, Goak, and Cadus running 
which still might be a little underpowered, but Malik and, and now Revan and Bandit. Oh, nice. Starting to get up there. The new, uh, he's got like the new Malik. Yeah, yeah, the new Malik. Revan only costs 58. Cool. And then Goldish-ish. So that's Sean, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what Sean's running. Awesome. It's good to see Sean uh, playing in one of these tournaments. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong. It looks like Trevor had the Imperial Agent at 100. So when he escalated, he added... Oh, it looks like he added Bongrella and maybe the Nexus and XR Force Ghost. Okay. So he's there. So my guess would be that he's going to add Cognis at the at the two hundred point level, but maybe not. I don't know. Right. We'll have to see. Uh, he, Trevor must enjoy playing that squad to to play it again because he usually like switches things up usually. So cool. Wow. So that's where we're at with that. Um, yeah. And then I was trying to see. Let me. I can't tell how many rounds they're doing of which point level, so I don't know if they're doing two rounds or just one round. I can't see. Uh, maybe. Um, oh, this says it's round two, game one. So maybe they're running two games at this. Um, at this point level, which would make sense. Um, two, two, and yeah, two. No, it, it is kind of cool, and it kind of got me thinking, because um, we, we talk about round robin uh, for, for these long form tournaments, and you know, it's kind of, uh, one of those things where, you know, the more people that play, all of a sudden, instead of a six or eight week tournament, now you have a 10 or 12 or 14 week tournament because everybody, you know, you had multiple people sign up. And obviously, there's quite a few people that are not in the, involved in this tournament, like uh, yours, you and me and Randy and, and Laura and, you know, a couple other people that sometimes play in these are, are sitting on the sidelines this particular time. And I got me wondering if we could do a uh, sort of like a long format tournament, but more of a uh, like a World Cup style uh, where you played in like smaller pools. So you were only ever in a pool with, you know, maybe three or four players total. So you would only basically play three or four games before you made a you know, some sort of cut. Mm-hmm. Um, to to kind of keep the the time more manageable as far as length of the tournament. 
And I know it's like obviously right. super cool where everybody plays everybody, but it's like, you know, okay, what if we had uh, pools of, you know, five players each and you played, you know, one, one round at each, you know, you played all four players in your pool and you played one round of each, you know, format point level. And then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe after that, you took the, the top five players overall and, and they played a, a in, the, in a pool of their own and of you know five five rounds of you know or something I I don't know. Just, that sounds fun. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Because uh, like I thought about playing this one tonight. The only reason I actually didn't play in this one is like time got away from me, and I thought I had more time to sign up, and I was literally uh, kind of getting ready to make my squads and send in that I was gonna gonna play and I saw that oh yeah we've already played so and so beat so and so in round one uh and I'm like oh shoot <laughs> guess I missed it mm-hmm. yeah um so, I wouldn't mind playing in something that wasn't was like where where you have to like um you know um really put that much thought or effort into building your squad or have to change it up every time or, uh, you know, or that it's like going to last, go on for that long, you know, like it was a little bit more yeah. laid back in, in some sense, you know, I, I think I'd be, it'd be fun to do something like that. Um, you know, I just, uh, I knew like for this one, I've got a lot going on and, and trying to commit to, uh, a really long tournament where you know you're having to like like kind of think about every in between matches like you're gonna have to well you know start to <laughs> like escalate your squad like you know i don't know it, it seems like it, it takes more effort kind of to, to put together an escalation you know what i mean build yeah um well then, I, you know I like, like i said you know I like playing a bunch of I like to play in a bunch of different kinds of squads, but I want to play a squad more than once also so uh, you know at the lower levels at like one hundred they only played one or two games right yeah, I think they only played one game at a hundred and I think it's gonna be two games at the other formats you build you build yeah. a squad and you don't get to use it one time maybe you don't have the right feel for it or whatever, even though you're you're adding on to that squad. Uh, I don't like playing a squad right. just once. So yeah, I don't know, just uh, like I said, trying to think of some other formats. Like, you know, if, if just for instance, if, if the three of us had all signed up to play, you know, that's gonna extend the, the tournament by at least three weeks. It's like, wow, okay, that's kind of, Kind of weird. Pod, I think pods pod four where you did round robin would be good. You got you got four people in your pod and you play the other three once a week or however quickly you can get through it. And yeah. New pod. So yeah, I I do like that idea. So yeah, I don't know. Like I said, just something to think about, or and I don't know who's gonna organize the next uh, tournament. It was something kind of I was thinking about the other day when I was like, man, it's kind of nice to be on the outside looking in, and you know, also the same thing. It's got to be nice on the inside 
going, Hey, there's only eight people. So like, we're not going to be doing this for, you know, three and a half months or four months or however long it might take to do a, you know, a, if we got 14 or 15 people uh, signed up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? We ready to talk about some Ahsoka? Oh, I suppose. Um, I, I don't think that uh, Sean's ready with maps yet. There's been a lot of discussion uh, going on. Uh, he presented a list of maps that um, he thought were interesting. Um, and the map committee kind of put gave their input. Um, uh, Derry's been very uh, helpful, and he's made a lot of good suggestions. Um, and uh, also TJ um, and uh, let's see, Randy, um, uh, Mike, um, Ace Ace um, is on there. He's put in some good input. So um, we've got, we kind of, uh, we kind of talked him out of some of the maps he was thinking about. Um, and then we definitely agreed with a couple of his choices. Um, so I think he presented like a couple more. I haven't had a chance to go on there and leave any, like do any kind of feedback or evaluation on those maps. But, you know, I would guess in like another week or at least, at least within two weeks, I would think he'll have a, a new map list put together. Does that sound right, Randy? Yeah, I'm guessing. Um, the uh, topics on the for the balance committee, the that suggestion threads largely been buried because of you know the the tournaments, games being played, and 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 other things, and you know I don't know Nike I shoe ads or a, something. I had a seg- segment called Two Lock Talk where I was encouraging people who are there's a lot of talk about what should be done about Two Lock. So um, I know that some people are okay with it and some people are not okay with it. Um, And I want to hear both sides of what people have to say about it. Um, So far, it's been pretty even in what people say good about it and what people say bad about it. So uh, if you have an opinion on Tulak, please go on and, and voice it. And 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 I find it interesting. A lot of the um, some of the the uh, the the complaint really wasn't about Tulak. It was really about the uh, Imperial agent, um, which I found kind of interesting. Um, so you know that's that's another thing. I don't know if I should. Maybe I'll add him onto the list. It's not really that. I think the. Yeah, just the interaction. I don't think the Imperial agent's a problem, but just the, the interaction there. But um, then the um, there was uh, some suggestions about um, somebody was talking about that we should just make Fringe a faction, um, which I I don't know. I think personally, I I, I think the designers have been working with the the concept that fringe didn't count as a faction. So I'm not sure that like, 
I don't know if that caught would cause a problem with like some designs if if all of a sudden we tried to say oh now fringe is a faction like if all of a sudden there would be a like some kind of issue somewhere i mean i always thought fringe was a faction so i mean mm -hmm. i don't know <laughs> i don't know either we were talking about it a while ago fringe, fringe isn't a faction it's like well, what do you mean it's not a faction of course it's a faction mm -hmm. It's a faction that doesn't uh, count as a faction. <laughs> when, um, with the invention of probably what Prince Shizor, um, Rob kind of put forward the idea that there were these factions within uh, these sub factions within Fringe, and uh, while you could play. Shizor with other characters, really the more fringe characters that you had in your squad, the better off you were. Um, and then Talon, the, the invention of Talon, uh, essentially set it up to where we were treating fringe to be its own faction. Um, a, a lot of yeah, pieces, and, and no matter what you do, better as soon as you put them in another faction but um some of the some of the characters that restrict you to just fringe um could be problematic with that not being a faction that is go ahead i would say yeah like uh, until talon um, came out i think it was talon there was you know your squad would would basically always be better with you know, some tech piece from a, a faction, whether it was R2 or Dodonna or Ozl or, you know, whatever it might be, Masamita for Booming Voice, um, you know, your squad would always be better in another faction or in a faction that wasn't just all fringe. Um, and I mean, even back then before Talon, I, you know, people would be, yeah, well, I'm going to play all fringe today, even though it's you know, even though it's not not good. I want to play all all the different factions, so I'm going to play all fringe this week or at the at the local shop. Mm -hmm. And it was you know uh, kind of uh, and and I don't know you know without going back and reading looking at the rule books and stuff like that, you know what the the wording and some of those were, but it was always like, well, fringe faction is a faction, but it can always uh, you know be in any other faction as well. Oh. Like I said, I, I always kind of thought it was a faction. So, you know, at various points when people said, well, it's, it's not a faction, it's like, well, okay, I thought it was. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. So um, I, 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 fringe is it. <laughs> yeah, Fringe is definitely a faction. It's, it's different than other factions, of course, but it's a faction and there's like lots of places in the rules where like the way we've always played it like with the 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 yammer score coordinator which changes faction specific effects we've always included fringe ones in that um with conscription mandalorian conscription on the uh the whatever wizard mandalore has it um it says their faction has changed to 
Mandalorian, and then that has always included Fringe. But I, I, I do agree with, with some of the people that have posted or, or talked about it that, you know, if, if there is confusion, um, we should, you know, clarify that um, or try to get it clarified so that, you know, again, it, everybody really, you know, it's good when everybody's on the same page. That way people are playing the, the game the same. You know, you hate to go to a, you know, and I've even had this happen recently where people show up on Vassal and, you know, show up for a tournament and they go, oh, well, I, I thought this worked this way because I talked to, you know, person A or person B or person W, you know, or, or the people I was talking with, you know, said it worked this way. And it's like, oh, I, I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> You know, and obviously that creates like frustrations when, you know, you build your squad and, and think it works a, some way or a particular interaction works a way. And obviously, uh, you know, we live or we, we play in a time where, you know, people don't want to give away their their tech or don't want people to think about it because, you know, a lot of times that's what our advantage can be is that we know what our squad does and is capable of doing and our opponent doesn't. You know, that's why you see um, or have seen at various times in the past kind of a weird, uh, you know, oddball squad or, or off-the-wall squad, you know, charge to the, the top, do well in a tournament or two, and then kind of fade away because people have kind of gone, oh, holy cow, that squad does, you know, this. Well, um, okay, now that I know what it does, I can kind of work to play around it. You know, I didn't realize that, you know, whatever interaction worked that particular way. So now I know I need to, like, play a little differently here. You know, uh, you know, do a different set of uh, target assessments where I thought that the, you know, most dangerous character was this one, but it was really this other one. Like I know, uh, in Randy's uh, Black Sun Squad, is it the the bodyguards that have like protective twenty or something, and you know all of a sudden they're doing forty or fifty damage a shot, two or three, two or yeah. four times or something. Yeah, <laughs> they get twin <laughs> and uh, twin from uh, zero and from Zitmaj. So and it's like, body. Yeah. right. So yeah, it's like, um, so obviously people don't want to give away or ask like, well, Hey, if I'm playing, you know, Zid Maj and I have this particular interaction, does this, does this work this way? Um, so, you know, maybe you ask uh, your buddy and you say, Hey, Brian, does this work this way? And maybe Brian makes a mistake and says, Hey, it works, you know, this other way. And, and, you know, you play uh, Gandalf or, or somebody else and they go, well, actually, it doesn't really work that way. And you check with, uh, you know, somebody else, uh, that's, you know, organizing the tournament and they go, oh, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. It works, you know, this way. And you're like, well, crap. <laughs> it only doesn't work that way when you're playing against me. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think there's like, you know, certain things that uh, the rules guys have wanted to 
like be avoided like in particular like affinities with fringe characters and stuff like that i mean like what if you had an affinity that brought a faction character into fringe like would they become a fringe character would they be the fringe faction you know like i don't think so i mean you know um i don't think that that it would i don't think that would would happen i don't think anybody would make a a fringe character with an affinity to bring like a rebel into fringe and make him into and turn him into a fringe character. Um, that's why we have, Oh, I think it's the independent outfit. I think is the one that kind of caused some, like some, some troubles um, in the past with this. I think that's probably been one of the, one of the snafus. Um, I don't think there's I don't think there's any character any fringe character who has like affinity to bring in other characters. I might be wrong about that. Uh, there's uh, like the mall that's a fringe that has like um, I think it, it basically says if like Ezra if Ezra's in your squad I think you're allowed to bring like a Sith holocron or something or I don't right, know. Right, but that's like a it's like a commander effect, so it's not going to change any factions. Correct. Yeah. That was a good choice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, and, and that's the other thing too, where people people get confused. Um, and you know, I know I've been confused before about the difference between you know commander effects bringing characters in, affinity bringing characters in, characters that you know have another faction printed on their card, like Mira, who's fringe but has Mandalorian printed on her card. Um, well, I mean, you know, like, why couldn't, uh, for instance, you know, like, why couldn't you have a Mandalorian character with an affinity for Mira, and then you could bring Fringe Mira, you could bring Fringe Mira into the Mandalorian squad and make her a Mandalorian, you know, like. Um, well, she. He already is a Mandalorian, like with the ability, but uh, right. He already is a Mandalorian. But I, I believe that it's been <laughs> ruled somewhere that fringe characters um, do not change factions with affinity. So, like, if you had a if something let you bring in, say, like, if there was a, a night sister that had affinity and said, you know, night sisters could be in your squad regardless of faction, the, the hunters wouldn't change faction. Because fringe characters can already be in a fact, any faction they want to be. Right. So the reasoning is kind of that they're not actually being brought in by affinity. They can already be in your squad. So they're not affected by affinity. Correct. Did we lose Brian? Uh, he's muted himself. Did we lose everyone? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. How did that happen? That's really odd. Um, okay. I was just going to say you that. You muted uh, yourself, Brian, apparently. 
Yeah, I'm I'm unmuted now, right? I can hear yeah. you now. Yep. You're unmuted now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um Yeah, it was a, a recent addition on the the uh the balance committee suggestions list. Um so I just thought I'd, you know, kind of give it a little, you know, um mention. Um so I don't know, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Um but uh yeah, if it's, I may bump it. I may bump the thread again, you know, just to kind of get it, people to remember it's there. But uh, not that I really want to add anything more to the list. I mean, actually, I'm maybe I should just let it die, be buried. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it, it's supposed to be like basically open uh, for suggestions until the end of November. Um, and then sometime like in the next month or so, I probably will start posting things, some of these suggestions, uh, you know, putting them forward to the balance committee and, um, and I'll probably put some more, well, I know some other people have already created, um, posts for some of the different things, which is great. Cause then I don't have to do it. Um, you know, or I'll, I'll do it myself and maybe, maybe put out some polls or whatever, you know, how effective the polls are, you know, <laughs> but, you know, we'll just, we'll just have to see. Um, but yeah, we'll just collect some data on it. I may make some phone calls or message people, you know, get their take on it. And uh, then, you know, that'll help inform us whether or not, you know, how, how deep do we need to go with it or how serious of an issue is it you know so um yeah and then hopefully hopefully uh we'll you know the balance committee will be able to get everything done like we're usually trying to get it done by january but sometimes we end up going into february um and uh the you know which i think the first tournaments sometimes are like end of February or it used to be just like in March but uh with Vassal becoming more popular um I think people like people have been starting regionals like Vassal regionals before like the balance committees had a chance to like actually like you know wrap up and put out the new rulings so I don't know we'll see if if we can beat the the vassal regional you know, <laughs> thing or not, but um, I think it was, I think right. the last year, I think it Tim, I think it was Tim. He, he did a, he did some kind of vassal regional and I was like, Oh man, if you could have just waited like a couple more weeks, you know, like, but uh, you know, whatever, it was all good, you know? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much as I wanted to say about that and mention, you know, that it is still still there if people want to complain. I it just feels like, you know, the I we we make it we put it up there, we leave it up there, um, then we start talking about stuff and like we're get, we're getting in the voting, we're going to vote on stuff and all of a sudden people start bringing things up, you know, or complaining about some this that or the other when it's like, you know, kind of late, you know, it's kind of too late. Well, it's like, 
should have yeah. should have been brought up a long time ago, you know. But because we really do well, try I to think spend a lot of time. Be, <laughs> well, I do think some of it can be kind of like, um, you know, and I. I hate to sound like a broken record because I've said this before, but it's like, what did I lose to last week? You know, uh, oh, I uh, lost to to whatever, so that that must be an NPE because my squad wasn't prepared or I wasn't prepared to handle that. Um, and you know, and I talked to a couple other people, and they, you know, they kind of complain about it too. And then you know, it's like sometimes you know you have to let. You know, especially with like a, a kind of a new squad or with a new squad kind of pops up, you know, like say like these Inquisitor type squads that have been popping up since uh, Darth Vader came out. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. surprised nobody's uh, complained about him. Um, but you kind of have to let these squads play out a little bit and see, you know. Um, and, you know, obviously we don't want to wait too long. We don't want to like, as a balance committee or as a, as a you know, whatever, we don't want to have a dollar where we wait too long and, you know, a bunch of people, you know, move on or, mm-hmm. or get really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, upset over it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you need to kind of like let it, let it figure itself out. Because sometimes, you know, in any sort of game that has an evolving meta, um, you know the meta changes and you have to, to kind of respond to what the meta does and then you have to look and see you know hey is the is the response what you want to see right well and how many times have we like we've made a change like out of a knee-jerk reaction and then realized it was like unnecessary or or it was the wrong change and then we end up having to go back and do another a different errata you know I mean, right. I think Dalek got like, like like three or four different erratas or something, you know. So, I mean, it's sometimes you got we need to actually just kind of really think things through a little bit more, give it a little more time. So, but yeah, I know the the whole uh, Inquisitor thing with the Vader. Like Randy and I have complained about it, um, and. And we designed the piece, so <laughs> you're like, right. well, we didn't really, didn't really mean for that, but you know, it's pretty, pretty strong. But I'll, although, you know, I don't know that it's, in some ways, I don't know if it's like stronger than other stuff that's come out in the past or that's even out there now. I mean, you know, it's it's funny that some things get complained about but then when you look over somewhere else it's like that squad's just like just as powerful or doing the same thing no one complains about it because it's like luke skywalker or it's it's din jardin the mando you know it's like you know they they get a pass kind of because because just because of who the character is right Everybody wants, you know, if it's a Vader that's like really stupid powerful, like people are, you know, kind of like, well, it is Darth Vader. I mean, they just don't want to right. see Bob from Alderaan, Bob from Alderaan being his all-time best, you know. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so we want to dive into a little Ahsoka talk. I think you said you got caught up. Um, I don't yeah, know. I got caught up. Was everybody else uh, caught up? Oh, yeah. We'll put up. Nice. All right. Yep. So I guess we should we should make a, a public service announcement that we're going to talk about Ahsoka. So if you're not caught up, you might want to uh, tune out for the rest of the show. But if you are caught up, uh, you know, feel free to listen or tune out for the rest of the show if you want anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we've kind of put off talking about Ahsoka for a while now, but, you know, you're... Why don't you start us off, Jason, since you're the most fresh with some of the old, older episodes? Why don't you start to kind of maybe start us off from where you started up back up again? You said you had to watch the the Spirit World one. Yeah, I had to watch the Spirit World one, and it, it really made me want to go back and, and remember or was the Spirit World in in Rebels. Mm-hmm. No, not Rebels. Yeah. We saw this, we've seen the Spirit World before. Yeah. And maybe why I go back and, and watch. The World Between Worlds was in Rebels. Okay, yeah. And I was like, right. man, I wish I remembered that a little bit more because it was, you know, I don't remember what the rules were and some of that. and But it was definitely cool. It was uh, cool how they introduced uh Anakin back into the the mix a little bit, and you definitely saw some uh, some of Ahsoka's. Uh, it kind of caught us up to where Ahsoka got to where she was at, you know, where she was. You know, how she went from being a a youngling, or, or not a youngling, but a, a Padawan to, to kind of where she was at, some of the lessons that she learned from Anakin. Um and then, you know, mm-hmm. the whole time they're they're trying to, you know, acquire this this map because it's going to tell them how to get to where uh, where Thrawn was at. Um, he was, uh, you know, in another galaxy, which kind of corresponds to to legends a little bit where he was in the you know the unknown regions or I think that's what they call them in legends mm-hmm. um, and so that was kind of cool to see the throwback to that and then we got uh, uh, to see uh, the huge hyper ring which is powerful enough to, to travel between galaxies. Yeah, called the, the Eye of Zion. Beyond mm-hmm. the galaxy, I guess, yeah. And that was uh, super cool. Uh, we got to see Ahsoka um, rekindle her training of Sabine in the ways of, of the Force. And apparently Sabine is is really not very good at it. <laughs> um, and then uh, it's kind of cool. We get to see, you know, Sabine makes the, the hard choice to to kind of let uh, 
let them win and, and let them get the map and, and get the final coordinates because she wants to, uh, to to get out there and find Ezra and, and is led to believe that if there's any chance that Ezra's alive, that, that he, you know, is going to be at the end of these coordinates. Is it a hard choice or is it being a traitor? That's uh... the... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, from there we get to see... Uh, We get to see, uh, you know, we get to see Hera and, and her son kind of in action, and her son, which is obviously Kanan's son as well, is uh, definitely uh, has force abilities. And mm-hmm. then the other thing, which I thought was super cool, which I don't remember, I don't, were the, were the uh, space whale canon before or were they just uh in legends yeah they were canon they were in rebels too um ezra calls the space whales at the very end and they end up hyperspacing thrown star destroyer out okay they're called purgle purgles Um, space whales purgles yep okay yeah, yeah. That was that was super. That was super <laughs> awesome to to see the right. uh, the space whales and a little bit different than you know their their legends counterparts, uh, but also super cool. We got uh, you know Ahsoka puts her starship uh, in the belly of a whale and and you know kind of hopes that it it takes her where she wants to go and. Uh, Let's it through space jump to uh, you know beyond the galaxy, uh, and it worked. Uh, and apparently, Thrawn has has guessed that this is going to happen because he's got the exit uh, exit point uh, all mined. So when the space whales. Uh, jump out of hyperspace they're all uh you know the mines start going off so that's kind of uh very thrawn like i thought always kind of one step ahead uh, and then uh we we do get to see the whatever do they name the planet that thrawn's on that's uh Beyond the galaxy? Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it's called right now. Uh, But we get to see that planet is uh, supposed to be where, uh, I guess, I suppose they're Night Sisters, but other... The, the magic or of uh, that galaxy or the force type powers of that galaxy is that's where the planet they go to and we see uh Morgan Elspeth like henchman the the fallen Jedi is it Skull Skull and his his apprentice uh he wants to go to this planet it seems like so he can kind of basically 
you know, get quote unquote stuck there and be the the master of this uh, powerful planet and try to learn some of the secrets of uh, that power. Uh, and then, so that's pretty cool. And then during a couple of battles with Ahsoka and, and Sabine, the apprentice, which I don't recall her name, um, she kind of starts to quest. What was that? Jen Hottie. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like she starts to question, uh, you know, if she's on the right side of the, 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 the right side of the forest. And Ahsoka offers uh, at one point to have her switch sides, and you know she declines. But you never know what might happen in the future. Heredia uh, is the planet. Thrawn was stranded on Paradia. Okay. And then kind of uh, the the race is on to see if Thrawn can escape the planet um, or if the the good guys, including they, they found Ezra. He'd been kind of hiding, uh, I guess I call them like turtle people, but like, I don't know what their real names are, but they live in these little mobile uh, shielded uh, little vehicles that they kind of move all across the planet. And uh, the race to see if they can kind of uh, stop him from escaping or if he can, you know, escape. And they all kind of uh, race towards the temple where Star Destroyer is getting hooked up to the the really large uh, hyperspace ring, which I thought was a really cool visual effect, you know, because we think of the hyperspace rings that, you know, like they used for Jedi starfighters and, you know, like Revenge of the Sith and stuff like that. And now this is one that, you know, fits a Star Destroyer. That's how big it is. Um, and uh, it, it's almost like uh, the designers knew this was going to happen because we definitely had some zombie, uh, zombie night uh Night brother or night sister uh, troopers. So it was pretty cool seeing them kind of getting risen with the the night sister magic. Or uh, and then they uh, they give Morgan the the blade of Talzine, which appeared to be some sort of like uh, I don't know what it was made of, but it kind of had a green glow and. Uh, Seemed like it was could easily parry a, a lightsaber. Uh, Mother Talzin used it to fight Mace Windu in the Clone Wars. Okay. So, so how it got back out to uh, Peridia, uh, not <laughs> sure. Maybe, it, maybe it didn't. Maybe they, uh, maybe the Night Sister uh, overseers uh, had it kind of the whole time and just. Uh, was to, to reveal it out there. It may just be a magic. You know, like you could be just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. How did the owl get to Perdia? 
<laughs> just follow also a good up. question <laughs> uh, but yeah in the end um Thrawn escapes uh and is able to come back to the the normal known galaxy uh, and Ezra um kind of smuggles aboard his uh ship and I'm assuming at some point steals a shuttle and uh, reports back to the rebel uh or the new republic I guess headquarters um that was a kind of cool uh, ending scene and then we're left with uh, Ahsoka and Sabine um trapped on this planet in another galaxy and um i believe the uh the uh, other uh the fallen jedi and his apprentice are there too correct uh yeah um yeah balen score and shin hadi are also there so i don't know if there's plans for another season with soka or, or how we if we'll uh, ever find out what happens to those characters but yeah and then of course it's all going to culminate into like a movie i guess um uh, i i do believe there's going to be a season two of ahsoka didn't that doesn't that isn't that right randy or there's no official word about a season two of ahsoka now there it, the next thing that we know is happening is there's a season four of Mandalorian coming and there's a show called Skeleton Crew which all take place in the Mando universe. Uh, Skeleton Crew stars Jude Law and he's supposed to have a, a group of younglings and they're lost in space somewhere. So that's, that's Maybe the official word. Maybe they'll swing by uh, Peridia and, and pick up uh, Ahsoka and Sabine. That's what I'm thinking. And uh, the there was going to be a show called Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, I was reading a thing that said that basically season four of The Mandalorian wasn't supposed to supposed to happen. And it's speculated that season four of The Mandalorian is basically just replacing the the season of the New Republic Rangers that they had planned. Okay. Uh, but um, uh, no, the Ahsoka show I I did enjoy. Um, it I don't know. It's in some time, places it felt a little slow, um, and and I kind of got the the you know the journey of it was like everybody's got to eventually get to where they need to be is kind of the 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 story of it um because by the end everybody you know thrawn gets back to the uh, back to ezra and thrawn get back to the other galaxy um you know balen score and shin hadi or where there's you know ahsoka's where she's supposed to be you know everybody's where they're supposed to be but 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 it's just okay we're here but we don't see any we don't really see like i i kind of wish there were there was more a little more you know um 
I feel like for Star Wars fans, there was a lot of, um, you know, like tidbits and little things here and there, like if you're that you would appreciate as a Star Wars fan. If you're not a Star Wars fan, I, you know, like, or you haven't maybe watched like Rebels or the Clone Wars or some of those other shows, you know, you, you may be kind of scratching your head or thinking, okay, so what? Like, what's the big deal? You know, um, it, um, which I don't know, that's, that's kind of a, a conundrum there. Like, are you making the show for, you know, just a general, everybody, a general audience? Or are you making it for, you know, that like the diehard like Star Wars fans, you know, so that's a, I think a difficult place to navigate, but like, I don't know. It, it felt like a lot of setup, like just, I thought I was thinking the finale, <laughs> I was thinking the finale would be less, it felt like the finale was more set up than I thought it would be. And it, like, I thought it would have more, a little more, I don't know, sort of like conclusion of, of something. Um, the, you know, it's like, for instance, you know, Balin's score just kind of like you get to see him standing on the arm of this, the statue of the father and next to him is uh, the statue of the, the, the son. Um, and then next to him, you know, on the other side is this, the daughter, but her head is like, you know, like been like, knocked off or something um which was kind of interesting then like there's some kind of beacon like an intermittent light of some kind shining in the distance um and i mean and that's just kind of where they leave you and i'm like oh man come on like that's it you know just um really kind of wanted a little bit more but um i kind of have a theory now I, I i was talking to randy about it the other day um which isn't really like a new theory, um, but it's one that I'm I'm actually starting to buy into now. Um, the uh, the world between uh, worlds, um, he uh, Filoni lit kind of lifted that off of uh, you know C.S. Lewis's um, you know wood wood the woods between the worlds um, you know where you go through the cabinet and you, you go through the world, the woods that takes you into this other world. Um, and then he named the, this last episode, the Jedi, the witch and the warlord. Um, the, uh, um, the night sisters are there on that planet and they, um, they are like very, a matriarchal society who like, kind of derives their power from the great mothers and things. And, you know, in the rebels, you know, how they get to this point where they're going is like, they go to this temple where it's the father and the son and the daughter. And, um, you know, we're see we, we've seen a lot of the, Im of that imagery. Um, you know, what if the night sisters, um, originate or have gotten their power from the mother and the mother is the the basically the mother from legends um and i think it's also like maybe kind of a clue that the, all these references to uh narnia because you know the the biggest the big antagonist in in um the the narnia stories is the the witch queen right the she's the 
like the the main the main attack the you know Jadis the White Witch. So um, I don't know. I just kind of like I'm picking up all these little clues here, and I'm thinking, well, maybe you know, because first when I heard people saying they thought that they were going to go find the mother, you know, I thought, nah, that's ridiculous. You know, that's that they're not going to do. They're not going to go there, and they're not going to do that. But I don't know. I'm starting to actually. It, it would be cool. Like you've got Thrawn as the kind of a, you know, an antagonist for the New Republic, but you know. Who would better? I mean, that would make a pretty cool antagonist for for the for the uh, for the Jedi, you know, or for the Force users, you know, like to have like this, you know, kind of like kind of replay the whole legend story of the mother. But you know, who knows? Might not be that at all. What? And I do kind of agree with you, Brian, when you say like it was kind of a big setup, because like. It mm-hmm. almost feels like the finale was like one of those mid-season finales where they're like, okay, well, here's your eight episodes. We're going to take like two months off and come back with eight more. Yeah. And it's like your yeah. mid-season like, cliffhanger. Like, okay, now we've got everybody where they're going to be. What's going to happen next? Because, you know, you see Ahsoka and, and Sabine in the one spot. And you see, like you said, the the guy on the the hand of the father and I don't, mm-hmm. and you saw, and I assume that, that the girl went and was, was going to slaughter all the, the people. No, oh. she was raised. She was uh, bringing them to her. She was going to become their lead, new leader. Oh, she was going to become the leader. Okay. I was trying to determine if she was going to become the leader or if she was going to go slaughter them all. I think, uh, I think Balin uh, basically beaten up on, or the the interaction that they have with Balin basically means that they respect them as being like the witches. Uh, one of the things Ezra says that Thrawn came and woke up the witches, and um, there's all those boxes Coffins. that Thrawn's been. Left. Yeah, they're stasis chambers, right? They're all night sisters. He's bringing a That's bunch of I night thought. sisters to death at the end. He's taking them back to death. He's taking them to death in here, yeah. But the right. uh, some of the sculptures and some of the uh, hieroglyphics uh, are Zepho, and the in the game in the uh, like Fallen Order game the the ancient like Zepho. Um, King was uh, buried on Dathomir and uh, so I don't know there's like some references things going on there I don't know what all that means but it's kind of interesting now does Han Solo still own Dathomir like he did in Legends (laughs) (laughs) well he may have but it's about to become a lot a lot more uh contested uh, place now that Thrawn's showing up there. And it also, you know, it's one of those things too that it's like super interesting, but at the same time it's like now there's like, you know, a bunch of different storylines that we that we could follow. 
Like, you know, where, where are we going to go next? Are we going to see how Thrawn, uh, you know, antagonizes the New Republic? You know, are we going to see, uh, you know, how Ahsoka and Sabine kind of bond? Are we going to see what uh, Balin School does? Like, what, where, where are we going here? I mean, like, yeah. Brian well, with the, a setup and it's like... Right. With the death of Ray Stevenson's, Stevens, I think they're, they're, I think they'll have to, like, switch things up i don't know randy thinks they're just gonna cgi him um but i'm not sure i mean they may do that for a little bit or do something with that but i don't think that they'll carry that on for long um i think like that it may pass the torch to shin hadi um i don't know i kind of felt like maybe they were setting up the knights of ren like you know they're gonna become the knights those guys are gonna become the knights of ren or the the Knights of Shin Hadi or something. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, cause they're like, um, yeah, I don't know if we really, we don't really see an origin too much of an origin story for them. They just kind of appear, um, like they're in a comic and, uh, Luke Skywalker like fights the uh, group of them and, then eventually, after Snoke uh, kind of influences Ben Solo, he um, he uh, he he ends up you know taking out, killing their leader and taking over. But as far as like where they come from exactly, is not not exactly been um, told that story. So that right. could be like I know. Jay, was it J.J. Abrams? They asked him if he would want to make another story in the Star Wars universe, and he said that he, you know, like he thought that a story about the Knights of Ren could be interesting. So I don't know if they're like kind of playing around with that idea, but maybe not. But uh, it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see where uh, you know. Like I said, what what we get after you know the stuff that we know is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, is the is the acolyte show that's still on, right? Is that still happening, or they did they like cancel that one? Um, there was a rumor. There was a rumor of cancellation. And then there was a, a a leak of a trailer. I haven't actually watched the trailer yet. It's probably out there somewhere. I just haven't gone looking for it. But um, there was rumors that it was getting canceled, and then the trailer leaked. <laughs> Somebody didn't want to lose their job. That was probably why. They were like, well, let's leak the trailer and hope that, that they won't cancel. <laughs> Could be, could be. It was one of the more, like, I was really kind of interested in, you know, because it was supposed to be a high, like, High Republic era, and, you know, you might get a, like, a younger, younger Yoda or something, and I don't know, thought it'd be kind of, be kind of cool, but I don't know if anything really cool has come out of the High Republic as of yet, so I haven't really um, paid much, too much attention to it. There's like there's some books, you know. It's mainly where yeah, I picked up a, that. I picked up a couple of the books, but I haven't read them yet. 
Yeah, yeah. There was one that like I saw that looked kind of looked kind of cool. Um, um, it, it was basically about the main bad guy that they're they're fighting against. It's like the Nile or something. He's like the leader of the Nile, or whatever they're called. Um, so it looked kind of interesting, but just haven't haven't gone there yet. I think I I used up all my I used up all my Audible credits, so you know. Now I have to um, wait till I get a, get some more credits to to get some more books for my commute. You know, it's like listen yeah. to listen to some listen to books. You know, while I'm driving around. But uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Um, but. Uh, you know, some of them are, some of the Star Wars, uh, like the, the Thrawn ones were, were amazing. They had like a lot, you know, like sound effects and like, you know, um, different voices. And it, I mean, it was really well done. Um, so it's, uh, you know, easy to kind of, kind of get into the whole story with, you know, I mean, I think, um, Maybe even more than just reading it, you know. <laughs> right. It's a there. It's just a different. It's just a way, a different way of experiencing the story, you know. Really. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed Soka. I liked it. Uh, I don't know that it's like my favorite. I mean, it's it's they all have like kind of a different flavor to them. The, um, you know, some people. Like really dug Andor. Thought Andor was like the best Star Wars show. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't my favorite. It definitely felt more like kind of gritty and like real, I guess. Um, but uh, you know, I don't really. I'm not really looking for gritty and real, realistic when I'm in Star Wars. Um, so, uh, I don't know the Mandalorians, uh, you know, probably the best, probably one of the best shows, you know, especially the early, the early season seasons. Um, the Boba Fett was kind of a, Boba Fett was really kind of a letdown. I, and I hate to say it, but, um, oh, that one and, and, the the Obi-Wan one, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like as great. It wasn't as great as I'd hoped for. Um, well, you know, what I really liked about Ahsoka was we got to see lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. every episode almost had you know some yep. sort of uh you know lightsaber lightsaber battle lightsaber just little you know mm-hmm. mini duel uh you know just it's like that's awesome you know we haven't seen this many lightsabers since like you know the prequel phantom menace almost yeah yeah right right yeah i dig it too for uh, me like that's star wars i know i know like some of the people who are like you know, really into like Rogue One or, um, or, uh, you know, Andor, they're like, 
well, there's, you know, I like it because it's not all, it's not all about force users and lightsabers, you know, sure. Right. I, you know, that's, that's valid. If that's the way you, you know, you, you don't, you, you'd rather focus on the other aspects of Star Wars than the lightsabers. That's cool. But for me, like, give me the light, give me all the lightsaber battles. I want to see people getting chopped in half, people losing arms and, you know, and, and, and epic duels, you know, with the sabers. That's what I, you know, that's what uh, I want. And it was also cool, I thought, to see uh, Ezra, you know, build a new lightsaber kind of on the fly. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the ship was on the ground. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was on the ground. Just giving, yeah. But, you know, it felt like you, you built it in, you know, 20 minutes. Which seemed pretty cool. Well, he had help. I mean, you know. Yeah. Hugh Lang. It was, what, it was nice, was the, the little about about going about how he he uh, helped Kanan. That was kind of fun. Yeah. What was the droid's uh, name again? It's uh, I think it's Hugh Lang. Okay. Um, and uh, he's a. Uh, I think he's like basically like an old Republic type droid. Like he's a uh, kind of an old, um, very old droid. That's, you know, like did helped like lightsaber training and lightsaber, you know, assisted Padawans with like building lightsabers and, and that kind of, thing. he was in the, he was in the clone wars like episodes or whatever. He showed up there a little bit. Um, okay. So I'm, you know, I was like, there's all kinds of stuff in the Ahsoka show that, you know, like I said, if, if you've been a Star Wars fan following all this stuff, it's like, it's really awesome. Like, it, you know, seeing these, all this stuff now in live action, you know, it's really cool. Um, but I think, like I said, going, taking that away from it, it kind of loses some of its, uh, its thrill, you know, <laughs> um but uh yeah i don't know like I, honestly i don't know what you would do to make it better i just you know i just know i kind of felt like man i really just want to see like that big reveal like that you know what i mean there wasn't like a big like a big reveal type yeah. thing no they didn't tip their hand there was nothing like you know they left you with like a big you know, da da, you know, thing that you're just, you know, like, holy crap, I can't believe it. Can't believe what they just did. You know, there wasn't anything like that, really. It was just, right. you know. Okay, they uh, they got away. Ezra got to, Ezra got to hug Hera. You know, um, Thrawn got to Dathomir. You know, Balin Score got to stand on a statue. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and Ahsoka got to see the owl. You know, like uh, right. They all they all got to where they needed to be. You know, end of story. You know, so. Well, like I said, I, I did think it was super cool um, to see a, a hyper ring that, or a hyperspace ring built for a, a star destroyer. Yeah. That's now I wild. I'm making me a. I'm making the assumption, and I could be wrong. Is, is that the Chimera? 
Yeah, it's got the paint job on the bottom from the cartoon. Okay. Like, I, I didn't hear them name it, but I was like, man, that's got to be the Chimera. That's Thrawn's, you know. Thrawn's yeah, uh, it Star Destroyer. Like, yeah, it, 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 it went through quite a bit of damage being, like, you know, being uh, grappled by a Purgle and, like, towed to a different galaxy. You know, kind of put <laughs> some stress on it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels, what did you it think? Does, uh, yeah. Gandalf, are you still on the call? What did you think? It was a pretty cool show. Um, my my fan theory about Balin's skull is that well, he's standing on top of the, the Argoneth from the Lord of the Rings, so clearly there's going to be a crossover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. He was, is that the eye of Sauron? He's like beckoning him <laughs> in the, off in the distance in the mountain. He's got he's to travel to, uh, was it Mordung or, yeah. Mordor. There we go, Mordor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's some serious parallels there for sure. Um, I think I, I. I don't know if they're actually going to be uh, actual Lord of the Rings, but. <laughs> well, the other part that I guess was you know you look back and you're like it's kind of confusing is like where did this map come from? Like who made this map of how to get to Thrawn and put it wherever they put it? Mm. Or, or are we just yeah, assuming that um, it wasn't necessarily you know. a Thrawn? It was um, either a map to the Purgle. The Purgle graveyard ring around the outside has some significance, I'm sure. Um, okay. So it was probably your artifact to get them back to the Great Mothers. Right. Well, the Night uh, Sisters rode the. They said the Night Sisters rode the Purgles back to this other galaxy to get away. I think they're all trying to get away from the mother. But Thrawn could have them all that. Could have been an artifact showing the way to get their sisters back. Okay. Uh, it's better than a knife that you hold up to the horizon and and <laughs> you know uh line it up to the to a you know a fallen death star or death star and wreckage and you know use that to locate i mean there was like there's like yeah you'd like um stand on this one rock and on one foot and and hold one eye closed and hold it exactly at this elevation, you know. Um, yeah, it's kind of a little kind of uh, hard to buy into for me, but you know, whatever. 
I don't want to start compa- complaining about the Last Jedi again. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, that's the Rise of Skywalker, but yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the sequels. Um, yeah, yeah. Lots of cool stuff. I mean, I, you know, I mean, and I'm all about the Jedi lore stuff. So, I mean, yeah, that that makes this a pretty fun show. Um, so I, you know, I don't know if they're just gonna like, you know, they'll probably. I don't know if they're going to have another season or they're just going to make a movie out of it. Uh, hard to say. feels like you'd maybe need to wrap some stuff up, like, before you try to make a movie. Like, it feels like there's so many, like, things, there's so many moving parts and, and like, it's so open and out there right now. Like, um, I don't really see a movie like I feel like you have to like have some more seasons uh, and create some more focus towards building up towards a movie, you know. But what you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, we've got like two years or something before the next Star Wars film is supposed to be released. I think. Yeah. Yeah. On. And how long is that going to get pushed back with all the, the people uh, on right strike? Who knows? Is the is the Filoni movie the next movie? The Star Wars movie? I don't. Know. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. They've changed your mind so many times. Right. And then, and then, is, didn't you say there's like supposed to be like a kind of like an origin of the Jedi type movie, like a movie that goes into that? Yeah, there's a rumor that this is all Balin Skull's storyline is setting up a prequel to a, a movie that'll take place 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. So taking it back to the origins of the Jedi and the Sith and maybe even the Force. Right. Right. They're still taking that Thousand Generations line from whichever movie seriously. (laughs) Well, I think realistically in order to make it not disenfranchise a lot of fans they would have to to go that far back or at least quite a quite a ways back because you know us fans we want to know who trained who and who fought who and you know if you go far enough back literally nobody could have trained or fought anybody that we we know of uh, especially not too like horde because he probably would have beat them all you know. <laughs> Right. If if he can keep his team all on his side. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Isn't it? Uh, Treya, Treya said that he that like battling 
Tulak Horde, they were like just playing like playing with toys compared to Tulak Horde. Oh. Yeah. He apparently he like uh he lost his toys or something going up against <laughs> Treya. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe we need a we need a rata two lock horde so he can beat Trey. Up. What we need to do? <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't think we need to. I, I think uh, I think Trey is just fine. Oh, Trey is fine, but yeah, maybe we just need a new. We need a new two lock horde. Uh, the next set I design, I'll make a stronger two lock horde. Okay. And, yeah, which, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think that's something. I want to raise that up for for next week. Uh, it's kind of uh, let's take a look at the meta and where it's at right now. You know, we we've talked about some of the winning squads, but like. Where's the mm-hmm. meta at right now, and what uh, mm-hmm. what could happen? You know, what where are the the weak spots? Where are the the squishy spots? Who's going to come up with their or what's the next squad going to be that that blows it out of the water? Uh, and where are we going to be, be all next year? By? Next year is going to be all be all about Jawas. <laughs> Jawa, yeah. Jawa domination. Jawas and strafers in in Jangalore, and uh, um, maybe maybe blaster barrage guys or something. I don't know. Be probably need- we're gonna shoot. We're gonna. We need some nice open maps. None of these little tight corridors. No, it's gonna. Yeah, next year is gonna be all open maps, and it's gonna be all a shooter gallery. It's just gonna be all about shooters. I think, uh, uh, like you'll still like Mando and Child will probably still be strong. Like the Din Jardin <laughs> stuff probably still be good. Um, the, yeah. I I think you're gonna see a lot less of Night Sisters. I don't think they'll be as as uh, big a deal. Um, I don't know. But like I said, we can save this for next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll play, let's let's uh, table it for next week. So next week we can kind of talk about uh, some more of the escalation stuff. We can talk about where the meta's at. Um, we can talk about um, some more map type stuff if we want to, or what we think of the maps. Because uh, a couple of people wrote up some really nice write-ups about the current map list. I, I found some of those to be enjoyable to uh, to peruse. But do we have anything else for tonight? I don't think so. All right. So same this time, same this channel next week. Um, again, we can talk. We'll talk about 
the escalation tournament and what uh, if we have any new matches to report we should have at least a couple and have finished round two and at least be able to talk about maybe the pairings for round three uh, then we can talk about the meta and look at you know because we've had two pretty large tournaments you know with gen con and the vassal con you know the two biggest tournaments of the year uh, so we have a pretty kind of well-defined meta at the moment um, but obviously even the meta between the two changed a little bit and i think we'll see it change even more as people and like i said we can talk about that more next week as uh, far as what we think is is good what we think is kind of a soft spot don't we have a new Zealand championship coming up in a couple of weeks? Or yeah. New Zealand? That's right. Okay, so in two weeks we get to we get to pick who's going to win with the right the winning. So. Two weeks we'll get to play our amazingly uh, terrible guessing game that we're so pat bad at. But yeah, I think uh, yeah. I don't think I have anything else for tonight. Yep. All right. All right, guys. Say the word. Yep. All right. Yep. Good night, everybody. See everybody next week. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.